Then put your little hand in mine There ain't no hill or mountain we can't climb And welcome back to Groundhog Minute, the podcast where we celebrate the 1993 classic Groundhog Day, one repetitive minute at a time. I'm your host, Dave. And I'm your other host, Sean. And I feel like you've said that before. Uh-oh. Yeah. I'm yeah. getting a weird sort of deja vu vibe over here. I feel like you you've been you you've, you've done yeah. this before. Yeah, it's just weird. It's like I thought I thought I was dreaming and then I'm like nope, I'm awake. Nope. You're awake. And you are back once again. I am. The... Who am I? Who are you? Th- that voice? It's George. Oh, George. Why minute? That guy. Yeah. And and all you folks that are listening, no you're not caught in a time loop. We 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 love George so much. We brought him back again for minutes. Exactly. <laughs> and today they've got me, babe. Yeah, we're here to talk about minute six. Sean, give us that summary. All right. So uh, for minute six, our crew pulls into uh, lovely town square of Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, um, which is not the northern Illinois town of Woodstock. No, it's Central PA. Uh, Larry pulls up to the Pennsylvania Hotel, and Phil lets us know what just what he thinks of that particular establishment and Rita being the great producer that she is lets him know he's staying at the B and B on the other side of town. Um, so the, yeah, the van takes a nice swing through, give us a little tour. Um, we see some of the other sites we can see they're kind of, they, they, they pull past the, uh, well, we don't see much, but we see a little bit of the, the town square and we can see where they're setting up barricades and stuff in preparation for uh, the groundhog activities. Now, I was thinking since they are now blocking off what looks to be a lot of the parking space around the square mm-hmm. for, you know, because they're probably going to block off pretty much the entire square tomorrow. Well, yeah, it's for assassination reasons. <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, yeah, you yeah. don't want anybody, you got to, they're going to have people up on the roofs and everything in case someone tries to make yeah, a go. You got the, all those uh, available lookouts. The thing is, those bar- barriers are very close. I mean, you could probably take them out with a handgun from that distance. You need, <laughs> Good, like, couple hundred yards out just to, like, just, just, just to make it not such an opportunity attack. I like to think there's there's some Commissioner Gordon like, I need snipers, a choker could be anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I was I was thinking if they're going to have all these, you know, I guess it's believed to be, a, you know, all these people coming in That's from the town. Deal. I like to think they're, they're all parking out in, in, like, a field as if you were going to a haunted <laughs> hayride. Where you're like or the red, or the yeah. Renaissance Festival, yeah. Where they're just a guy with a, with a with a flashlight, just be like, just down this down this rickety wood, this uh, dirt road, and then you're gonna pull into a giant lot with a hundred other cars. Well, yeah, because we see it's quite a big crowd, as we'll see that the the groundhog pulls them in from. Uh, if they have to park outside of town, does that put them outside of the bubble? And so when they walk through, like, like, like the money they have to pay for parking is no longer good because, like, we don't take Confederate currency. Oh, man. Um, so, uh, no, I got nothing. That's good. It's good. It's a good joke. I got nothing. He's no like, and I'm done. I'm done. Right. I'm done. Solid. Um, no, I got some notes on the, the, the real-life version of the Pennsylvania Hotel. I thought it was such a unique it, building that we should talk is about. Is it haunted? So, yes. All right. Do Good. you mean like the, I love the real hotel. life hotel in Punxsutawney or the building in in Woodstock? That's the, that, the, the actor. The, the actor playing the building. <laughs> the actor, yeah. So this is actually. Is that Hotel Union? 
This is actually not a, a real hotel, sadly. <laughs> it is the Woodstock, Illinois like, Opera yeah. House. Uh, built in 1889, it was originally housing. It was a, it was a, it housed everything from the library, council offices, justice court, fire department in the back, and, and the second floor uh, auditorium for the city. And then in the 40s, uh, it had its first play uh, theater established called the Woodstock Players. And currently is one of the oldest continuously operating theaters in the country. Now, spooky ghost time story. Legend yeah. has it that the ghost dubbed Elvira by the local theater folk. Uh, this was once a beautiful actress who was up for the lead part in a ballet. She was said to have been crushed when she learned she'd again the part and she committed suicide by jumping from the tower of the theater. What? Wait, so it really is haunted? <laughs> Yes. Oh my! Melodramatic, and that's why I wanted to bring up the fact that she jumps suicidally, jumps from the in this in this legend from the top of the theater, like someone else may later in this film. Oh, it's like foreshadowing. Yeah, holy Spooky. moly! Wow, <laughs> life imitating art. <laughs> yeah, I, I was um, going to talk about um, what I think is town hall in the movie, but is actually a courthouse yeah. in Woodstock, but. I don't think the courthouse is haunted. Um, the, the, yeah, exactly. It's haunted yes. by injustice. Yes, it's haunted by injustice. Um, you may recognize this courthouse and the, so the main kind of brick building with the, the white dome, that's the courthouse next door. Is it from Damien? <laughs> no, the, um, the, 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 Omen. the lighter building on the right is the jail. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's not haunted by Damien or possessed children. Uh, well, it may be, but I don't I don't know. I do know it is haunted by injustice. You mm. you probably recognize this courthouse from um, the Eugene Debs case, uh, where Debs was defended by Clarence Darrow, um, a case that eventually wound its way up to the Supreme Court, and which Debs lost, and I. I know I'm I'm just telling you what you already know, but just in case you've forgotten, oh. uh, the case was Eugene Debs was a union organizer and one of the heads of the uh, industrial workers of the world. Shout out to our all our wobblies out there. And yeah, in the 1890s, uh, the Pullman uh, Motor Car Company or, or rail car company had cut wages by 28%. And so the union went on strike and said, hey, you know, you can't cut our wages like that. And a lot of other unions and rail workers joined in. They were sympathetic. It was a big deal. And the problem was one of the customers of uh, the Pullman company was the U.S. Postal Service. So by disrupting train service, they were disrupting the mail which is uh, part of the reason it became a federal case, in addition to interstate commerce considerations. And the ruling was against Debs and against the union that said they, they could not strike or that the federal government could interfere to issue an, issue an injunction to prevent them from striking. And again, um, that was uh, one of the cases uh, taken by uh, famed lawyer Clarence Darrow went all the way to the Supreme Court, and the court eventually held for uh, the federal government against the union. So 
injustice does indeed haunt this courthouse. I've known I've, I've known a couple of Debs. <laughs> one was a, one was a lawyer, and then the other one preferred to go by chocolate pie. <laughs> so I I wanted to look. I just 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 for my just I looked up I looked up the the county jail. It's now like an art. An art gallery and crepe cafe. I just wanted to. Well, it already looks like it's like part of a subdivision of yeah. a tract house, you know. So wait, a crepe cafe? I looked up like yeah, because when you started looking at this old McHenry courthouse, yeah. I was like, all right, let me look it up. And uh, le, Pet- le petit crepe um, is 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 the tan building, which was I guess the the jailhouse. So they turned a jailhouse into a, a, a crepe cafe. So Progress. maybe because it was like low security, so it was like a little creep. <laughs> which is like creep mall which is like the maximum security f- penitentiary down the road <laughs> i love it see i would never actually go there because i do not support crepe culture <laughs> oh man i'll tell you one thing i've been to a crepe cafe yeah man i've been in one and uh they don't do a lot of condiments there i didn't like that i like a lot of condiments on my uh, breakfast <laughs> I had a breakfast know, crepe, and I was like, give me some what? hot sauce. You know, just, okay. I'm like, hot sauce on crepe? No, you want like I had maybe some syrup, some powdered sugar, eggs. some fruit. It was depends on like you could have savory crepes, you could have sweet crepes. There's 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 enough room in this world for all kinds of crepes. Thank you, George. Thank you for understanding. <laughs> As the oh, Republican yeah. Party can stand. <laughs> A bunch of crepes up in there, you know what I'm saying? All right, I, I, I got to hear this bad boy back on track. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> so that's not gonna happen. No, Rita. She uh, she knew she didn't want to stay at the Pennsylvania Hotel, so she's booked him at the Cherry Street Bed and Breakfast, which is now called the Cherry Street Inn, owned by Lori and George. And, and Sean should contact them on Airbnb because they have good reviews. Yeah. So uh, shout out to Lori and George. Come on the show anytime. We'd love to have you. You should stay there, but yeah. So that's that's a mark of a of a great producer in that she is uh, she's taking care of the talent, <laughs> <laughs> keeping the talent happy. And this now is, that the Pennsylvania Hotel does not look like a flea bag. No, it it, it looks like a fine place, but I mean, once again, this is hell yeah. we're talking about. It's got clean brickwork. It's got a nice open sign. It's got lighting everywhere. Yeah, no, it's got an it's got it's got a fire escape. It actually, I mean, for for my preferences, this looks nicer than the B and B. It looks like more if, organized. Yeah, I I want to be in a hotel. I want to be in a space when I travel. I want to be in a space that's that you know purpose built for strangers. Mm-hmm. I want to be in a space that doesn't smell like other people's cooking. Yeah, mm. I don't want to be in like some stranger's house. I don't even want to be like other than my own house. I don't want to be in like people I know house. <laughs> Friends' houses, family houses. I just, yeah, sleeping in someone. What about a house bedroom? party? I, I, it's weird. I like Sean just like sitting in the kitchen. Sean's wrong. I, I don't want to be here. It's <laughs> just like. Would you go to a house party, Sean? No. Just holding. It. What about I mean, a house I'll party a, too? I'll host a house party. You're, you come over anytime. Could it be a pajama jammy jam? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we we are. We're, are you going to be kid? Or are you going to be play? I'm play. I'm definitely play. Okay. Oh, people. You, I can tell you're playing. People you're play. will know. Shout out if people there. There may be a couple people in the audience who have stayed over my house, and they will tell you when you come to the German house, bring your pajamas. 
and nothing else. Cause that's all you're wearing all weekend. We, we do it. We do it right here, wow. but we do it here. I'm not going to some stranger's house. If I'm going, I'm going to the hotel. But Sean, Sean, what if I have a really nice house and I invite you to have a crazy pajama jam, pajama jam? Are you going to not come? No, I'll come. I will come. I will bring my jammies. I will throw down. We will kick it. I will get. I will get old my, school. My flat school. top will be high and flat. And we will do it. But your tight, but your sides will be tight, right? Oh yeah, no, no, no. Got to keep it tight. Your fade will be on point, right? The, the fade's on point. It's high. It's tight. It's flat. And then you know what? We're gonna chill. And when the night is done, I'll just I'll go to the I'll go to the Pennsylvania hotel. I'll go to the Motel Six. I'll I'll go sleep. So I'll go sleep in a place that was built for strangers to sleep. Nothing personal against you, George. I just I'm not gonna challenge sleep in your accepted, house. Sean. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Well, you know I am coming to town. You are. I don't think I'll have a house by August, but <laughs> oh, oh, so now, oh, all right. Oh, Listen, it's short notice, jam, but now there's, there's no house. I got the jams. I got the fade. There's no house. I don't know, man. We got air. Now we have to Airbnb a house in Denver. <laughs> How are we gonna in have August? a house party without the house? Just have a pajama jammy jam. Oh, all right. Put it on the agenda. Tell Crystal Beth. Oh my God. All right. So, but anyway, getting back to the movie, the, the, as, as Dave has alluded to in previous minutes, I think it was Dave, maybe it was another co-host. The, the issue is not, and this, this is also, this is all background. This is all filling us in, setting the stage, the foundation for what's to come. Who is this guy, Phil? The problem with the Pennsylvania hotel is not that it isn't a lovely hotel because it is. The problem is it's right across the street from the city square where people are going to be up yeah. all night singing and the rabble bands and eating their scrapple. But and blood is it that big? A, is, is it that big of a deal? Like, is there really going to be an all night party? Oompa band blood sausage extravaganza yes. right across the yep. street. Rita, Rita will. I mean, eventually Rita will tell Phil that there were so many, uh, nocturnal activities. He said. She says they're singing and, and not the good kind. Uh, not the good kind of activity. It's just beads and boobs and king cake uh, and uh, uh, just like, like blood just cutting and just uh, <laughs> the ritual is complete. Right. Well, they got to do. Yeah. There's the, the the human sacrifice that they got to you know sacrifice on the altar to the groundhog. Like the groundhog just doesn't come out. Yeah. These are very yeah. It's hard. Speaking doesn't come out. You know what doesn't come out. People out of your clothes. <laughs> Sacrifice does not wash out. Yeah. So I think. So you need a smock or something. Yeah. But so I think I think the issue that that Phil has is just the adjacency of the hotel to people, and he wants to be further away from people, even if it means sleeping in some strange, creepy bedroom. Smelling like old people. Yeah, old people and doilies. Just old people smell. Sean, old people and boiled foods. Sean, is there any deleted scenes that you know of of Phil checking into the Cherry Street end? Because it really does. It kind of we go from this scene here, <laughs> and then we're kind of like the next morning. Like we don't really get to see Phil checking in uh, that night. I'm very curious. Yeah, no, that's a that's a very good question. Um, there are deleted scenes. On the Blu-ray that I have not watched yet. Okay. So I don't know. He's saving himself. <laughs> I'm saving. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm drips and drabs. I'm slowly working my way through all the, the research that's involved here. So um, 
we're going to have to, you know, also what? watching Heidi too at some point. Yes. So we're going to, we're going to table that. We're going to put a bow on it, wrap it up. We'll put it aside. Okay. And then at some point I will watch the deleted scenes that are on the Blu-ray. And then yeah, maybe there's something in the end. I think it's mostly different things that Phil does later on in the movie, but there may be something early. Okay. Is there a novelization? No, Darn. I don't oh. think so. I, I looked it's it, at least it's not on Amazon. I won't say I looked long and hard, but yeah, no, there's there's the movie, the uh, Danny Rubin, the 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 writer, he put out a book where he includes his original, his, the first version of the screenplay, like the original that he wrote alone. Um, but there, yeah, there isn't like a novelization, which is good. That's kind of passive aggressive. He's like, my version is better, but whatever. <laughs> Well, I'll put it in a book and maybe people will like it, but okay. Yeah. Harold Ramis. <laughs> yeah. Ramis didn't even want to do this movie. <laughs> he says when, when, yeah, Ramis says when he first heard the concept, he like, he thought it was cliche. Like he's like, oh, the guy lives the same day over and over again. And then it was um, his production. But what was he, what was he comparing it to <laughs> to be cliche? What was, what was the precedence he was setting? I don't know. I don't know. He's probably like, oh, you know, this is just like that day. Happy. This is just like that movie. Happy Death Day. That's going to get made in 25 years. And it's. it's yeah, he was very. This is just was, like the edge of tomorrow. The, the Tom Cruise movie that I don't even know who Tom Cruise is yet, but I know he's going to make a movie that's just like this. <laughs> and they're going to have I a character like, also named Rita. So I'm not going to do it. I honestly am disappointed that Happy Death Day was like all the reviews were pretty much like it had a lot of potential and it was squandered on cheap. Uh, horror gags. I was very disappointed in that because I was really looking forward to that, and I was like, oh, "What's wrong geez. with cheap horror gags?" Um, I don't know. I just, I just feel like, uh, I feel like horror is a really good place to experiment because mm-hmm. most of the time horror films are cheap. Most of them. I mean, there's some right. blood sometimes, and there's some monster effects, but like nine out of ten times, like it really comes from like you know how do the character portrays a little bit of music sting. Um, and you get to you get to experiment. Go, 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 go. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I don't know. I, I just the reviews just made it sound like it was boring, and it you know for a horror film and for a movie that does the the repeating of uh, the days, like things were like there was contrived things that don't make sense. Apparently, they only make sense because she's the days repeating. That's all. Um, right. Maybe I'll watch it and give her opinion if it's if it's on Netflix. But I'm not going to pay for it. I rather Netflix it. And that's my two cents. <laughs> Da, 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 da. Groundhog Day. I put a pipe. I put it in my mouth. I put a pipe in my mouth. <laughs> there you go. So that's how you you can yeah yeah pipe is is a good accessory for for punctuating conversation ender. Yeah, the pipe is in, sir. The pipe is in. Yeah, I said good day. <laughs> are we are we good? Do we get do we get enough of George? Do we get everything? <laughs> I can never get enough of George. I know, right? That's- I'm like, <laughs> you're not supposed to agree. That's oh, Dave. Sorry, step sorry, in sorry, sorry, my bad. <laughs> no, I but I'm, that's that's good that you can never get enough of yourself. That means that's. I think you're a, a more. Um, I don't know. Like, I, there's got to be a better word, but the only one I can think of is advanced. You're a more advanced person than Phil. Self actualized. Yeah, there you go. More actualized because at this point, you know, in minute six. I, th- I think Phil is someone who who can get like too much of himself. 
I mean, he is full of himself, so I guess there is a limit. Right. <laughs> yeah, and there, there's the paradox. He's full of himself, yet he he has too much of himself. So he's got a he's got to change. He's got to change overload. his ways. Just an overload. He's filled up. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So so Dave, do you happen to recall when? Well, like what time of year this was filmed? Oh no! Shoot! Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have a note for that one prepared. Well, you, sorry, you, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. I should know that as well. All I know is it, it was very cold. All the actors and and Ramis, the director, they all talk about how cold it was when they were filming these outdoor scenes. Well, uh, you and I talked about this. How like, all right, this is well because we assume at this point in the movie that this is kind of like five six o'clock, and it's still kind of bright out. Like it's. Yeah, I think this is like one of those cases. That but in Pennsylvania, it's got to be like two thirty in the afternoon. For how yeah, for how bright it is, we were trying to yeah. figure out because the day starts. We see Phil doing doing the the weather forecast at the TV station in Pittsburgh. Then they jump in the van. He could could have filmed it ahead of time. They, they drive for about <laughs> they drive for about two hours to to get to Punxsutawney, and it's it's February one. It's the dead of winter. It's central, like north central Pennsylvania. So yeah, it, it, it's like two thirty, three o'clock at the latest for uh, for it to be this bright. Because it's going to get pitch black in about seven minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it must have been like the morning, the like eight a.m. or nine a.m. news where he was doing that. The same, you know, the weather. The same problem rise. We're going to talk about this later, but the same problem rise every time he wakes up. Well, yeah. It's 6 a.m. and it doesn't look like 6 a.m. in the winter. We all know, like, but when you get up at 6 a.m. in the winter, yeah. it is pitch black out. Like, you don't see light until like 7:30. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I allowed. This is not one of those movies where I'm, I'm, I'm really picking at yeah. those kind of inconsistencies because there's a larger message, there's a larger theme going on, and you know, you know, unlike the yeah. timeline in Gremlins. <laughs> oh yeah, the the timeline in Gremlins. That's one that's kind of screwy. The, it's the worst. <laughs> yeah. And then we could always just explain it with, well, it's the bubble. There's the time bubble. That's why it's, it's, True that. it's laid out. It's also Western Pennsylvania. It could look like this all the time. So this could be the middle of the summer, technically. <laughs> and it's just as cold. And, and it, in, a te- in a temporal yes, sense. Yeah. Well, and they do. They, I mean, we're, we're, we'll address it later minutes. I mean, they had, in terms of continuity problems and, and, and issues that they had to deal with on set like this this particular movie had some challenges that your ordinary movie doesn't have it's you know it's not just different takes of the same scene then they've got the same scene occurring multiple times that you've got you think after a few times they'd get good at it they just remember <laughs> you would you would think if they were professionals that's right cast i'm calling yeah. you out yikes wardrobe I mean, props most of these people had been in major motion pictures before this. Um, we're not, you know, these aren't amateurs. They did get paid. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. it's not unreasonable to expect a certain level of professionalism. Exactly, exactly. Step it up, Groundhog Day crew. Yeah. All right, I was just looking at Andy McDowell for a minute. <laughs> it's just like there's like absolute dead yeah, I just had the minute running which is like you're I, I booked you at a very nice bed and breakfast on Cherry Street ah oh, she's cute she's a nice lady 
And well, she yeah, and she seems, I mean, I've never met her in person, but I've stalked her on social media. I really like her in four weddings and a funeral. Yeah. Well, yes. I mean, she was, she was the best part of that movie. No doubt. It's much better than the American version. Wait, did they make it? Yeah. Didn't, yeah. They, with, um, and it was awful. Yeah. Cause they, cause, cause the Americans also screwed up uh death at a funeral, like real bad. That I, I didn't, I haven't seen the American version of that, which I'm probably don't ever, ever do that to yourself. Just watch the okay. British version. You're fine. Well, there you go. So this has been um, horrible American remake of British films minute. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Listen, you you get a recommendation out of if, if nothing else, you get a recommendation on right. what to watch. So uh, that's all I had for minute six. George, you got any any other notes? Any other? recommendations you want to lay on us nope i'm good how about uh mr palace i i got all my notes pipe is in the mouth i'm ready to i'm ready to wrap this all right. bad we'll, boy up we'll we'll, we'll punctuate Lock it. it down so i want to thank all the listeners for for tuning in and listening and i especially want to thank george our great guest you're actually uh i don't know if we warned you before you came in and i'm going to tell you now because it's too late for you to do anything about it ha 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 Oh man, nope. I didn't sign an NDA or anything. Nothing. <laughs> pew, pew. Um, you're actually our first guest on the show. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. What? So Shut I thought up. that was I thought that went well, and hopefully the audience agrees that that was that was a good start. <laughs> I'm glad no, I didn't no. suck it up too bad. Uh, so yeah, so George, if if people want to hear more from you and 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 see what you can do when you're like working with a, a professional co-host on a real podcast, where can they find you? Or or Neil, <laughs> or you, you could come to our Facebook group, the Mogwai Minute, and check us out and have a conversation about pineapple pizza. Weigh in on it because it is a hotly contested topic. I had it's no good. No, shut up, it's shut no up, good. Dave. It's freaking awesome. Just pineapple, just pineapple, pineapple does pizza is amazing. Pizza. It's beautiful. It is a beautiful medley of flavors, Sean. When you say medley, I think the sweet, sour, the pineapple outweighs the saltiness of the uh, of the cheese and sauce, and it's just it's just neutralized. It's, I think it's neutralized. Well, no, you have to have a meat on there. You have to have some sort of meat, preferably with a little bit of the spice I content. The I had the salted ham like a, like a Hawaiian pizza. Ah. I feel uh, that's okay, but I honestly feel like it works better uh, with like a pepperoni or something with a little bit more pepperoni. heat to it. Just pepperoni. Get a pepperoni, get a pepperoni, pepperoni. pineapple pizza, cheese sauce, pepperoni. Hey, 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 hey. Is a beautiful medley. Is a beautiful medley of flavors. What's the matter, you? Are you not a fan of delicious flavor? I love a flavor. I'm a flavor <laughs> craving all the time. That's why you need a mustache so you can save it. Man, please, Dave, end it, please, end it now. Yeah. <laughs> so that is it for us. Thank you for listening today. Pipe in mouth. Pipe in mouth. We will see you tomorrow if there is one. Sir, good day. I said good day. Don't let them say your hair's too long.